Thank you. I really thank God so much for such an opportunity like this for us to meet and to share his word. This morning when people were praying, I was really touched by the way they were expressing their gratitude, mentioning who God is and what God has done in their life. And since we are here to hear God's word, I just want us to share a word of prayer. Shall we bow down our heads? Father, in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, we thank and we bless you. We give you praise and we honor you. We thank you for such a time like this to hear your word. Father, I have no word by your word. Therefore, I ask of you that use me as a vessel of honor to minister your word to the saints that are gathered here in the name of Jesus. I pray, O Lord, that let me not speak words of men enticing words, but give me the utterance and the power of the Holy Spirit, that your word will come like fire, like hammer, that before we leave here, we'll say we've not had an experience, but we've encountered Jesus. We are here and asking you that reveal Jesus to us in the name of Jesus. And this is the confidence that we have, that when we pray according to your will, you hear and you answer us. This we ask in the name above every name. In Jesus glorious name we pray amen hallelujah we're so excited for today for a couple of weeks God has been speaking to us through the series of Ruth and I've been personally so blessed by the way God took the whole issue each and every one of us will realize that by the time Ruth and, and Naomi moved to Moab they left Bethlehem and they went to Moab. But I strongly believe that God actually orchestrated everything that was happening in their life. Unfortunately or fortunately, she lost the children and the husband. And then we all know the story. I don't want to bore you with it. But then at the end of it all, we realized how they came in contact with Boaz. And then from Boaz, we had Obed. Through Obed, we had Jesse. We had David and Jesus. So I realized the fact that God will always create a situation in our life. But the very situation that God creates is a setup for God to reveal himself to us. For everything you might be going through right now, either you are home or you are seated right here, God is telling you that any situation that you are going through, he creates it. But the creation of that situation is a setup for him to reveal Jesus into your life. Let's go to our scripture. We're looking at John chapter 11. And let's see how God works in situations which are set up for him to reveal himself to us. We take our reading from John chapter 11 from verse 1. It's a very popular scripture. I think someone also tried to operate the same dimension in Africa when he said he also resurrected a dead person. But we know that was not true. Amen. John 11 verse 1. Now a certain man was ill. Lazarus of Bethany. The village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with anointment and wiped his feet with her hair. Whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him saying, Lord he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God. May be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister 
and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was healed, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. That's quite interesting. How could you do that to people you love when you know they are in trouble? Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. That is the word of God. But when you go to the history of Revelation, time will not permit us to talk about the father of faith. You realize that in Genesis chapter 12, when God called Abraham, God gave a promise to Abraham from Genesis chapter 12 to 21, which we have about nine chapters for 25 solid years. The promise that God made to Abraham seems like it was never happening. I don't know what you might be going through. I don't know how long the situation looks like or seems like. But I'm here to let you know that simply because the things is not happening doesn't mean that God is not thinking about you. For in as much as Abraham was going through that challenges, it was a setup for God to reveal himself. For 25 solid years, I believe that the servants in the house of Abraham were having children. For 25 solid years, I believe Sarah would be wondering, what is happening to me? Could it be my husband really heard from God or just his mind playing games with him? For 25 solid years from chapter 12 to chapter 21, it will take you about 20 to 40 minutes to read that verse. But then, the 25 years was not that easy for a person to depend on God. But I realized that God was creating that situation as a setup to bring a revelation into their life. And out of nowhere, the man realized that the situation was getting out of hand. In order for him not to feel bad, he went in for something that we all do. When situation fails, if your plan A fails, you go for plan B. But God was up there looking. He knew that a promise he has made will certainly come to pass. Because when God promised, the Bible says that his words are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So in as much as Abraham did what all humans could do, God, through the promises, makes sure that whatever he promised Abraham came to pass. And therefore, we had Isaac, who is the promised seed. But if you read Galatians chapter 3, we are made to understand that it was not about Isaac. It was about the revelation of Jesus Christ. So everything you go through in life, it is about God setting it up for Jesus to be revealed in your situation. Time will not permit me to talk about Joseph. Joseph had a dream. God spoke to Joseph that you are going to be a ruler. But little did he know that the promise has to go through a process and the process before the fulfillment. And I know that God might have spoken a word to you. And you are thinking that, God, how long am I waiting in this season? How long is this thing going to take? It took this guy over 14 years for the fulfillment to be done. But I believe that God has a word in it. So the Bible says that whatever you go through in life, for the good, the bad, and the honest the Bible says that all things will work together for the good of those who are called according to the purpose. So when Joseph's brethren met him, they said they realized that what they did was not right. But he said, you meant it for evil. But God, hallelujah, you might have meant it for evil. What you are going through man, looks like it's an evil situation in your life. But God is bringing a revelation in your life. So there we saw that regardless of what they went through, it was a setup for God to reveal himself. Time will not permit me 
me to talk about Samuel. We all know the story about Hannah. Hannah was in terrible situation. She prayed and prayed and prayed. And the Bible says that every year she goes to shallow. Every year I know you go somewhere. Every night I know you go somewhere. Every day I know you pray. You cry on God and ask questions that what is happening to my situation. But I come to let you know that it is a situation that God has created in your life. And it's a setup for God to reveal himself. God gave a son to Hannah and we all know the story about Samuel. Samuel was such a man that the Bible says that none of his words ever fell on the ground. Everything that Samuel said came to pass. When God is in the mood, when God is in action, it doesn't matter how long the situation has taken. You might have been at home right now in a waiting situation but I come to announce to you that God is creating that situation for a revelation of himself and that revelation is Jesus Christ. Time will not permit us to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know about the story of the three guys. And one of the things I learned about them is the fact that God does not want to raise small children. In this day and age that we live in, most of us are impatient. When the situation arises and they were asked to do something, they didn't do it. They said, even if God does not take us from this fire, we will not bow down. They did not compromise. It is my prayer that none of us will compromise on our faith. Because Paul said to Timothy, that fight the good fight of faith. He said, I have fought the race. I have won the battle. It is all about your faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And anyone that comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them who seek him diligently. It is my prayer that we will not seek God casually. Hallelujah. So we all know the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We all know that they were put into the fire. But you know that our God is a consuming fire. So when a gentleman went into the fire, the Bible says that they saw the fourth man. Jesus was revealed in the situation that was set up. And I believe you all know the story about Daniel. When Daniel was put in the lion's den, you all know when they put Daniel there, they thought he was going to die. But they forget to realize that Daniel comes from the lion of the tribe of Judah. And lions don't eat lions. Lions don't eat Daniel, not lions. So when the lion saw Daniel, he didn't see Daniel but he saw another lion and realized that this is my brother. God will create a situation but therefore he will reveal himself in the situation. I'm not here to tell you stories but I want you to know that the word of God can be reliable. It can be relatable and the word of God is very relevant if we can only believe in God's word. So Jesus said man should not live by bread alone. I don't know what you are living on, but God realized that we cannot survive by bread alone. We need him. Jesus is all we need. He is the reason for the season. He is the one that we always ought to look up onto. I will not here to bother you. You know the story about David. When God created a situation in the life of David, he came across David. David came across Goliath, sorry. It was a situation that God created in order to reveal himself. And you know what happened? At the end of it all, in as much as God promised David that he was going to be a king, he went through a process. But at the end of the day, God was revealed. And then we have God saying that Jesus is going to come from the tribe of Judah. We all know the story about and the son Solomon. Solomon will be my, my last reference. I will have gone to Ruth and I will have gone to Esther. There are several instances, but all what I'm just trying to build here to this morning is the fact that God will always create a situation. But the situation that he creates is a setup for him to be revealed. Are we together? 
So no matter what you're going through, it is a situation that God has created because he's the Alpha and he's the Omega. We as humans, all we can see is to this distance, but God is up there. The Bible says that he can see things in darkness. There is nothing hidden from his sight. And the Bible says that he is going to judge the heart of all men. So when we talk about Solomon, Solomon gave an offering to God. And we all know the story that the next day a situation appeared. What was the situation? Two women, they came with a story that they had a child and blah, blah. One said, once and slept on the other child, on the baby. The baby is dead and what have you. Solomon looked at it and we all know that Solomon was given uh, wisdom. And that wisdom, as the Bible says, that Christ is what our wisdom. So when Solomon looked at the situation, he just said they should bring a sword. And the Bible said that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. So once the word of God appeared, the truth was unable to stand. And we all know that once they said, let's bring the sword, when the word of God came, the woman spoke the truth. When Jesus comes on the scene, truth cannot stand. The Bible says that Jesus came into the world. He was not made, but the word was manifested. This is what God wants to do in our life. He wants to manifest himself in our life. Now let's go to our story. And the theme of the service today is a setup. So, we're going to John chapter 11. Are we there? Verse 1. John 11, 1. My eyes, please forgive me. <laughs> John chapter 11, verse 1. Yeah, that's it. Now, a certain man was ill. And once the man was ill, that illness became an issue. Your issue might not be illness. We know the woman with the issue of blood. We all have issues. There are issues that will make you not sleep. There are issues that will make you wonder if God is real. Everybody has issues, but on different levels and different angles. So the issue of Lazarus was such that it caused the sisters to give a call. As the Bible says that in all situations, we should not be anxious. But what should we do? We should give thanks and let our request so they make sure that their request was given to Jesus. So I believe that they were actually following scripture. So Bethany, as we all know, according to scripture, is about two miles away from Jerusalem. It's just a small, tiny village. So we know about Lazarus from a, a village called, uh, called Bethany, Mary, her sister. We don't know if Lazarus was married, if Mary was married, or if Martha was married. But we were told that it is this very Mary who anointed the Lord's feet. And can you imagine? It means that they were very, very close. You know, in church, there are people who are very close to the pastor. There are others who are not very close. But for someone to annoy the feet of the pastor and then wipe with the hair, it's not easy stuff. So if the brother should have been sick, I believe that Jesus should have been on his heel. But what happened? When they gave the message to Jesus and Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. But it is what? A setup for the glory of the next verse, it is for the glory of God may be glorified. So in as much as this brother was sick, they thought Jesus ought to come and just pray for the illness to go. But Jesus knew that this thing is not about that. But then it's for the glory of God to be what? To be magnified. I can give a real story of myself. Because when you are in a situation and you pray and pray and it looks like nothing is happening. Myself and my wife, we got married in the 2016. We were so excited, newly worded couple. 
In the first six months, my wife got pregnant. We were so happy. Out of nowhere, she had a miscarriage. That was a difficult moment. But as believers, we were like, God would do it. Wow. That was our issue at the time. She got pregnant again. And she had another miscarriage. The third time she got pregnant, she had another miscarriage. And then I realized the situation was getting bad. We fasted for 14 days, 21 days. We sent a message to God. We wake up in the middle of the night. We will pray. I mean, you know how it is like when you are in a situation that seems like, what is going on? And the Bible will tell you that affliction will not repeat itself a second time. So many questions will be going through your mind that, God, what is happening? Because every time we are in church, I know every time you are in church, you pay your tithes, you pay your offering, you do everything you have to do. And you are in such a situation and you have friends who have gotten married and out of nowhere they are having one, two kids as humans. Things will be going through your mind. And she was not only getting miscarriages, but she was going through serious operations. Tubes were being removed. And then, like Lazarus, I began to wonder, like, this thing, is it going down well or is it going to lead to death? But I'm saying this because sometimes when we use references like Abraham, Sarah, you know, they are all things written in the Bible, people that we were not there when the Bible was written. But I'm saying this because I want you to understand that the word of God can be relied upon. God is real. God is so real. And Jesus is real. Hallelujah. And then word of God is relatable. So we just began to worship. We're just doing our worship, doing all what we could because we believe that God will come. But as to when he will, we didn't know. And I know that probably you might be going to a similar situation. You are in the waiting period. It could be like the Israelites. There was a promise made that they would be rescued. It took them how long? 430 years. That's a very long time. I don't know how long your situation is, but I want you to hold on. Because there is a person who the Bible says that he's the author and the originator of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, don't look at the circumstances surrounding you. You know about the storm that happened when the disciples were on the sea. The Bible says that the storm arose. But I want you to know that what you are going through is not about a storm. It's about a battle elsewhere. And in the storm, you don't meet your enemy. It is in the storm that we meet Jesus. Because in the storm, they thought they seen a ghost. But it was Jesus who appeared in the storm. So the storm that you are going through at this life, the, the things you are going through, it will not take you down. I want you to realize that God has got you covered. Perhaps he's not coming this time, but he will certainly show up. So then about the story of my missus, operations upon operations. And to cut a long story short, the word of God can be depended upon. Lo and behold, there she is. After all miscarriages, God showed forth. And down she's pregnant. And this, just yesterday, we had a baby shower. And all the people who came around, everybody was saying, to God be the glory. Everybody, everybody was saying, to God be the glory. Why am I saying this? You know, sometimes when you sit back and rethink, Probably that first time she got pregnant, it wouldn't be something spectacular. I mean, when you get married, it is quite obvious that you have to have kids. But because of what we went through and the challenges, then I got to realize that it was a setup 
for God to be revealed in our situation. So I'm just wanting you to understand that whatever you're going through today, it could be as bad as it feels, but it is a setup for Jesus to be revealed. So now for the story. I, you know much about the story about Lazarus. Let's go to the verse 33. Verse 33. Lazarus and John 11, 33. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. What I want you to realize in this aspect is the fact that whatever you're going through, that is on your mind. It is in the heart of God. He said, I will never leave you. You know, sometimes it feels and looks like, where is God? But he was deeply moved by the situation. It wasn't the fact that he couldn't pray for Lazarus to be healed. But he realized that their faith was not strong enough. So whatever you're going through, as much as it's in your mind, it's in the heart of God. God loves us. He does. And the Bible says that if God did not spare his own son, he did not spare his own son, but gave him unto us. What else will he not do for us? And the Bible says that what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us, that you and I, humans, who sinned against him, but he came all the way, that we should be called sons of the Most High. Not even angels bear that name. So you and I are image bearers. Are you with me? God loves you. If it's in your mind, it's in the heart of God. Let's go to 39 and let's see what the Bible says. When Jesus, 39, like, yeah. So Jesus said, take away the stone. Ma'a, the sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time, I love the way she said it. By this time, there will be an order for he has been dead for four days. He said, by this time. You know, we always operate within the frame of time. But God can operate regardless of time. For the Bible says that a day is like a thousand years before him. So for us, it will look like it's been so long. But no matter what it is, how bad the situation is, God will always show up. Time has nothing to do with God. But in his own time, he makes all things beautiful. So no matter what you're going through, no matter how it feels, in as much as it feels bad and even smelling, even when the issue is dead, God can bring it back to life. That is who he is. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Almighty God. And the Bible says that beside him, there is no other because there is no other person that can be compared with him. And the last verse, I think it's 43. Jesus. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. I love it. After all the drama that went on, at the end of the day, Jesus just stood by the situation. He just spoke the word. It was just the word. That's why I love the way John writes. He said, in the beginning was the word. Before anything ever existed, the word existed. He has the power and the capacity to do what men cannot do. In the beginning, watch the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. That word over there represents the mind. That is the logos. That is the word of God. So God is not different from his word. So when you are reading the scriptures, Jesus said, God is a spirit. So when you are reading the scriptures, you are reading God. Because God is a spirit. And it's the breath of God that is given to us. 
So anytime you go into the scriptures, it's not just a literature, but you are just taking in God. So Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone because if you want to survive on bread, you can't make it. Because in life, the storms will come. But what is your life built on? On the rock or on the sun? Because if your life is built on sun, humans are sun. And we ought to realize that with a human understanding is foolishness before God. Sometimes we try to operate in the dimension of sand. There are things that we think we can do by our own understanding. But the Bible says that lean on on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall do what? Direct your path. How does God direct our path? He doesn't come from heaven to direct our path. It is the word of God that is in you. The word of God in you. Then he tells you to take left or to take right. To do this or to do that. But if you lean on your own understanding, the human flesh has so many feelings going on. And there are things we have no clue. But when we get into this, then we will understand that God, the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. Please give me 1 Corinthians 2.8 as I run up. 1 Corinthians 2.8. So at the end of the day, all what I'm just trying to let you understand is the fact that anything you go through, whether the good, the bad, or the unexpected, it is a setup. And now 1 Corinthians 2, 8, it says, None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. For as it is written, see, before Jesus was crucified, God took it away from them. But as the situation was going on, everybody thought that is going to be the end of Christ. They didn't know what God was planning. But it was a situation that God created that after death of Christ, when he raises up, the glory will be given to him. So he says that none of the rulers of this age understood the Pharisees or the Romans. They didn't know why Jesus needed to be killed. But God knew that if Jesus is killed, when he comes up, he will be the Lord of glory. But as it is written... What eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor at the heart of man imagine. The next verse, verse 9. 10. Sorry. Right, sorry. Right, First Corinthians two, eight, nine, and ten to ten. My eyes. Yeah. <laughs> none of the rulers of this age. None of the rulers of this age understood this, but if they had they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. That is the word of God for you. That God has something bigger beyond what you're going through today. Sometimes it will feel very difficult. Sometimes it looks like that's going to be the end of you. But no one understands what God has prepared for those who love him. There is a bigger picture, which is the glory of God to be revealed. That's why I love this ministry, because it's about revelation. The revelation of who? Jesus Christ. When we lost our place of worship, I believe it was a setup. 
It was a setup for God to reveal himself. And here we are. He has given us a bigger place than what we even imagined. So God has so much in store for us if we can only hold on. And it's my prayer this morning, as I run up this morning, it is my prayer that God will strengthen you and strengthen me, that regardless of what you're going through, you hold on to the word of life, which is able to save you. God bless you. So we sing Waymaker as we stand up.